welcome back to the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Hey, listen. Good. Good. Hey, I. It's the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom on Normies Like Us. Hey, listen. Gee, it sure is boring around here. You heard it up top. We are taking a detour to the fantastical as we talk a video game franchise. That's right. It's The Legend of Zelda here on Armies Like Us with your hosts. Um, I don't know. Princess Colin, probably. I'll be Mike and Dorf. <laughs> oh, I was going to be Jake and Dorf. <laughs> mm, you don't want to be Jink? You know Calamity Jacob. <laughs> Calamity I, Jacob. I don't know any other characters aside from the main three. That's the thing. I like but, all of these though. Yeah, right, they're right. all great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's up, our moblins? Glad you're here listening to uh the episode today. Everybody out there at home. And if you're not too busy playing Tears of the Kingdom, yeah, we're talking Zelda, the famous Nintendo character Zelda. Um <laughs> Yeah, we're it's kind of a general one. We're gonna be talking yeah. Zelda, nebulous Zelda, all Zelda, right? Obviously, Zelda there's Fitzgerald. a big new game, Zelda mm-hmm. Fitzgerald. We will be talking uh, about the, that. The big new all game Zeldas. is Zelda Fitzgerald Simulator. You, That's you right. play jazz music. It's great. Uh, you just now, sit in a garden, yeah. There is a new video game called uh, Legend of Zelda, The Tears of the Kingdom. We're going to talk all about that. We're going to talk about this franchise, blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. uh, what is y'all's history with it? Uh, I'll jump in because I think I'm the furthest on the periphery of Zelda. I think generally, um, I haven't played like Breath of the Wild. I don't have a Switch yet, so I'm I'm kind of missing out on this stuff. Elden Ring was my Breath of the Wild, but um, my cousins would have these. Like I remember seeing the original Legend of Zelda being played on Nintendo. They had the Nintendo stuff. I ended up getting a Sega, so I would see them. My cousin would always be talking about the Triforce and Ganon and and this and that. That was kind of his thing. And it wasn't until '64. When I got Ocarina of Time, that's the first one that I actually beat. Like, I got a 64 in high school, like, even after, just like, whatever. And then I played Wind Waker, which I I really enjoy. Uh, But then I haven't really, I didn't play Skyward Sword or Twilight Princess or any of those, really. So I'm kind of limited on my experience, but I respect the franchise. But Jacob, how about you? Well, you know, I might be also on the periphery with you there. I'm not a big (laughs) Zelda guy. Although I've played a bunch of the games, but I like, okay. So I've had, I have, I had a Nintendo 64 when I was younger, I had a GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, I don't think I even owned Ocarina of Time. Uh, but I did play wow. it at a friend's house or, or watch my friends play it. I remember playing, you know, small parts of like a lot of these games, but I never finished it or anything like that. So I'm a little bit of a Zelda novice, but I'm, I'm familiar with them. You know, I've played some Wind Waker. I did mm. own Twilight Princess for some Amazing. reason. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I think my it was my brother's, and then I played it a little bit. Didn't get into that one too much. Uh, I liked, you know, you could turn into a wolf. That was pretty cool. Um, but I liked Wind Waker better. Uh, but you yeah, know what, so- Jacob? Just to interrupt you real quick. Notoriously, you were a GameCube kid. I'm not surprised to hear you had the two big GameCube entries. That's mm. very cool. 
Yeah. Well, you would think I had you. I would have had Ocarina of Time because I was a '64 kid as well. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I just I I'd never owned that one as a kid. I mean, I had limited spending money. You know, I could only pick and choose. So I had Melee. I had GoldenEye. Never oh, yeah, had Ocarina of Time. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I get Lincoln Smash. That's probably where I've encountered him the most as well. <laughs> I'm right That's with you. That's a very Absolutely. good point. Yes. Getting yeah. beat by guys playing a very superior Link to whatever I'm doing is probably most of my interactions with the character. Yeah, his zoning yeah. is frustrating. I'm familiar <laughs> with it. I mean, even the music and the levels and stuff, I'm more familiar with through, you know, playing in Smash. But wow. I know I played some Ocarina of Time. I even played some Majora's Mask. So I'm a little, you know, I'm familiar with every era, I guess you would say. But more recently, uh, we get to, you know, of course, Breath of the Wild, a game I never played when it came out until just this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we're going to get to, you know, Colin, you, of course, got your copy of Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. You said, I don't need this Breath of the Wild. This is old. Get this out of here. I don't want to play with you anymore. Threw it in the garbage. I right. found you rifling through my I garbage. I rifle through your garbage. <laughs> uh, no, you let me borrow it. And I'm uh, very appreciative of that. And I've been playing it for the last couple of days. And by the way, Colin, also normies, if you don't know, Gave me my Nintendo Switch, so I would oh, not yes. be, <laughs> wow. I would not be Nintendo gaming it at all if it wasn't for Colin. So, <laughs> so the normies really? bought Joe one. Colin gives one That's to Jacob, funny. and nobody gets me one. Come on, Mike. I would so be sorry. playing. Sorry, it. sorry. That one story <laughs> really makes it sound like I forced Nintendo on you, basically at every level, though. Yeah, no. It just, if it wasn't for you, I would be, uh, you know, switchless, mm. as they say. Mm-hmm. So, very appreciative of that. But I've been the playing. Next one I get, Mike. It's coming to you. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll take cool. your uh, PS5 when you get a PS6. Oh yeah, I'll <laughs> lend you that. Yeah, we'll trade. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so I've been playing Breath of the Wild the last couple of days. Super, really enjoying it. So I'm excited mm. to talk about that. Excited to talk about Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, and you know, Colin, uh, noted Nintendo fan here again. Uh, the Reputation of Link precedes him just as being a Smash character, mm. kind of like Mario. We're doing another one of the big three of Nintendo. <laughs> yes. So that's interesting here, but yes. go ahead. Yeah. My, well, Mike, I love that you say that too. So here's what I'll say. I'm just to start again, mm-hmm. just to podcast wise. I'm super glad we're talking about this today. I like when we do video game topics. Mm-hmm. We did just do Mario. You're super right, obviously, because the movie just came out. Super right. You know, super right. Video games are harder to do for podcasts because we do not get paid to do this. So Mm -hmm. to get all of us playing one thing at the same time at the point where it's also released and like current and kind of like relevant to do an episode Mm -hmm. is hard, right? Admittedly, when we do a comic book, a lot of the times it's we're just doing the comic book movie that's maybe coming out or something. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's a little easier to watch something that's two hours. Um, True. That said, super 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 mario super excited mm-hmm. to be talking about this today as a nintendo fanboy i've talked about in the past the super abusive relationship i'm in with them mm-hmm. which is going to lead up to the fact that five years later here we are getting a, a high-end video game released on a system that maybe it shouldn't have been released on we'll talk about all that but the yes. past of it I have said I had a regular Nintendo and a Super Nintendo. Remind me, did either of you guys have either of those systems? I did not. I came into Nintendo with the 64 uh, and the Game Boy. You know, I had Game Boy, Game Boy Color, all that stuff in the 90s. 
I, I just went through in high school. So after I'd been out, you know, I went through like a phase of collecting those consoles. So that's when I got the 64 and the Super Amazing. Nintendo. But it was like yes. after it wasn't when it was contemporary. So I ended up getting them after the fact and no Zeldas on the 64 or on the Super Nintendo. No. Uh, and to Not Jacob's fact, like games were expensive. You like had to make the choice you had. So even mm-hmm. though I had those systems as a kid, my parents were not going to buy a bunch of $70 cartridges, which is what they still were even back then. Um, mm-hmm. right. And I did not have any Zelda games. We mainly only had like four games for the Super Nintendo, which were like mostly Mega Man X games that my mm-hmm. brother would just jam through. No A Link wow. to the Past. No A Link Maybe to the, the Past Maybe the definitive uh, Zelda game, at least Classic, the early, yeah. you know, before Breath of the Wild sort of revitalized or changed the entire you know, I'd say, I, I'd the say the eras are Link to the Past, Ocarina era, and Breath of the Wild era. I think the yeah, that in between's sense. a little iffy. Got yeah. the two D switch to three D, and then Breath of the Wild with the Switch changes everything. Kind of open world. Yeah. So as an '89 born kid with the '90s ruling, I agree with you guys. Me not getting exposed to Zelda makes sense. I didn't play those early games. My first exposure was guess what, Jacob? I didn't own it either. Me playing Ocarina of Time was sitting at my neighbor's house and passing the controller back and forth for like mm. a summer. Right. That sounds about right. I will say Ocarina, even though I didn't own it, it was sort of ubiquitous and it was just kind of everywhere that like every kid knew about it and like mm-hmm. would like it try, and try Mario to play 64. the melodies and stuff. Yeah. yeah. The music was incredible. It and Mario 64 were kind of the staple games of the N64. It's kind of what you knew that that system had or could play. Right. Yeah. Definitely revolutionary, changed a lot. Um, and I think, you know, really, if we look at this whole franchise as a link to the past uh, and future of gaming, it might be a good time to just jump right into it as we discuss all this in more depth. Uh, we're going to pull the Master Sword. We're going back in time. We'll see what's up. Catch you on the next side, Normies. Yeah. back you're a normies like us wow wow we found something great because we're talking the legend of zelda here on normies like us um yeah yeah what do we say what do we say about this great game developed by shigeru miyamoto the guy who also made mario mike yeah right this is one of the you know legendary franchises obviously for nintendo like jacob said ubiquitous it's like even people who haven't played a ton of the games, you know who Link is, you know who Zelda is, you likely know who Ganondorf is or Ganon, right? You're familiar even through Smash Brothers, one way or another, you know that Sheik is a thing, right? Like, it's it's become a cause, uh, cultural osmosis. And the era, like, of the 64, with Mario obviously becoming a whole thing, and taking Nintendo games into 3D, it's, it's hugely influential. Like, the camera, 3D camera from Mario, and then, like, Z-targeting from this... Like, oh my god. We don't get a Dark Soul without Zelda yeah. Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Like there's and even further back, we don't get maybe a Castlevania style game without Link 2 or you know Link's Awakening or whatever. Like well, the side scrolling one. So there's a lot of influence yeah. here. And fun fact about so a Link to the Past, 
I believe, or sorry, the first Zelda game, you know, the, the Legend, Legend of, Zelda, of Zelda, the first one, Gold Cart, was yeah. the f- on the NES, was the first game to have a save, the ability to save your game. Because the Mar- oh you know, Super Mario 1 through 3, they didn't have save games. so No passwords. That's yeah. right, that's right. That was the original style of gaming. Of and course. they also had introduced the real-time combat, so to speak. You press attack and you attack. They wanted to make like a game like Ultima or the older RPGs that were D&D right. knockoffs, right? But those were always wow. menu-based combat, right? Uh, more like right. a regular JRPG would be. So this is like one of the early games that has real-time combat. So action-adventure yeah. games in general owe a lot to this franchise, uh, for sure. Right. And then what you said with Ocarina of Time, the switch to 3D, the, the ta- lock-on targeting, that's kind of like the first uh, Dark Souls game, like you're saying. Like it's it setting the standard that, kind of, that the industry yeah, rides on. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so huge, huge, uh, hugely influential franchise here. And um, yeah, it's right up there with Mario, so crazy. And, well, but can you imagine hitting that home run, Mike? You just, you're like, my little Italian brother's plumber thing hit. Mm-hmm. What's my follow-up? Okay, I was a weird little kid who would like go out in these prefectures and like dig through like caves and oh, like, yeah. wander around nature and stuff. Like, I yeah. want to put that in a game: fairies, swords, all that bullshit, Fantasy. huge mythology. And then when this one hits, they're like, "Okay, what's your next one?" And you're like, "Well, she's called Samus Aran, and she's a space bounty hunter." And you're like, yeah. "She's like this guy's on a fucking hot streak." He yeah. could do any genre. Yeah, it's incredible yeah. what he's done. And the other thing, too, think of the original Zelda. It was, like, technically an open world. It was The overworld yes. was just an open map, and it's funny that now the biggest Zelda game is, like, open world, and it's, like, full circle almost, redefining kind of what it means to be a Zelda game, which is I'm excited to talk about, you know, having watched playthroughs of some of the new ones, you know, it, it's just cool to see how far we've come. And uh, it's always going to have a place, and it's always going to influence things um just by its very nature you know but cornerstone yeah. franchise um it'd be dangerous too dangerous to go without this or whatever oh that's right mike let's yeah. go, let me rattle off a couple staples okay please yeah you said maybe a lot of people know these things but maybe don't you guys think still to this day people think link equals zelda is zelda yeah, that's it is a little the, confusing. The name, the, the Legend of Zelda, the Legend of when Zelda. you play as Link, um, and mm-hmm. that was even confusing to me when I saw the characters in in Smash Bros. When I was a kid, and I was like, "That's not is that Zelda?" But that's Link. And then <laughs> Zelda Sheik obviously Bros. is. I knew Sheik was Zelda in disguise or something, but I wasn't sure why or what her situation was. It's not Karina. It time. is. It <clears> is the. Mrs. Voorhees to the first Friday the 13th mm-hmm. question for nerds. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it is like, did you know Zelda isn't the lead of the Zelda franchise? It's actually Link the Adventurer yeah. or whatever. And you're like, yeah, sure, okay. Yeah. And Link's okay. like a androgynous little elf boy. So you could think that he's a girl named Zelda, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right. Yeah. They, um, you know, he's based on Peter Pan, roughly. There's a Disney fan, mm-hmm. uh, at, Nintendo who's designing that so it kind of looks like Peter Pan and then the name Zelda is we kind of talked about it up top it's named after F. Scott Fitzgerald's Zelda wife Fitzgerald. that's how they yeah. ended up picking the name which is very funny Lord um, knows why yeah who knows just just because it sounded like a good princess name and it does and you got to think too the naming we have the Super Mario Brothers then you have like the Legend of Zelda like it feels iconic and same thing with just Metroid like these titles that just slap and are just Maybe it's because of the history looking back, but it just feels like right. 
the legend of Miyamoto, man. Any other he name was, might not have landed. Yeah. He was killing mm. it. And you got to imagine these were partially inspired by Lord of the Rings, too, and in, in fantasy yeah. of the time. Uh, mm hmm. But I also everything wanted to shout out, which means everything is Lord of the Rings. You go one right. step further. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> right. yeah. All our um, shout out Miyamoto, but also Koji Kondo, you know, oh, yeah. the composer who did the, all the Mario music also did all the Zelda music. And I think still does it like every, with for every game, which is like insane. Like the, the music in Breath of the Wild is so good, too. So it's just like, man, he's to been killing to, it for like 30 years mm -hmm. to go to full orchestras from Pip interfaces we're like peep poop peep poop peep poop, poop, poop. Right. yeah but even just the iconic themes you know composer's uh, gonna compose it doesn't matter yeah if it's yeah you know eight bits sound chip he is a talented yeah. musician and he every everyone has iconic music too like the menu music for ocarina of time or like the stuff from wind waker just being in the island like those are all the great mood Plus, of each game. Yeah. and yeah. the core themes are so strong too like yeah that main adventuring oh, yeah. theme like opening the treasure that jingle has been around forever. So it's like, <laughs> oh God, the branding is so strong, which is why maybe it, it really $70. <laughs> no. Right. And maybe we're wrong. Maybe people do know the difference and they know that the, the basic overview story is that there's this like universal triangle or pyramid or trio or trilogy that mm -hmm. occurs around this mythical thing called the Triforce, which is split up in the Triforce of power, wisdom, uh, courage, and mm -hmm. it's continuously represented throughout the history of this fantasy world called Hyrule in Link, uh, a young Peter Pan-esque uh, adventure, as we mentioned, mm -hmm. Zelda, a young, wise princess, and Ganon, an evil force, usually Power sort hungry. of pig-esque, yes, monstrous uh, in, his, in his former reincarnations. And they're these top-down, typically, or originally... Um, what do you call it when you just move continuously through like zones like that, Mike? Do you know? Is that well? Well, it's like that isometric, but it's it's just like, it's scrolling constantly. It is like trying to do the open world thing, but I don't know technically. Yeah. But yeah, it's a kind of like Pokey, it's a Pokemon POV basically. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. that right. <laughs> Which interestingly, um, both those were guys. Well, who just I liked playing outside as a kid, and I wanted to capture that. Like the Pokemon yeah. guy had the same thing. You know, I used to go Collecting catch bugs. bugs. Meanwhile, Miyamoto sort of looking through caves. He would go yeah. through caves. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm I can get in the dirt. It's kind of all they you know bike jump. Growing up in the fifties <laughs> or sixties or whenever they were kids and having you know mm -hmm. video games didn't even exist at that point, so all they could do is go outside and you know do what touch kids grass. used to do. Yeah, touch grass, as they say. Right, uh, right. Touch cave. Touch um, cave. <laughs> but I think that's what's so great about the whole franchise is that. Every game, I mean, there's been, I think, 19 or so mainline, mainline games, including, you know, Game Boy games and all that stuff. Minish They've never Cap, really yeah. made like a, a bat. Like the worst games in the franchise are just like, okay, right? Like Twilight Princess or, or whatever, oh, yeah. which wasn't as received as well. But each era, and they're all different, um, but they, they maintain this, um, you know, level of quality from game to game that is just super impressive. Like every big franchise has probably had bad games at some point, uh, but but Zelda hasn't. And it's just crazy how consistent they've been over the years. Yeah, I think some of the only L's you could quote, even art, try to argue is like Adventure of Link because that was a different game that they just re Yeah, they tried to switch it up. 
yeah side scrolling right right yeah. um but then that informs castlevania so it's like okay yeah and like wind waker bombs financially but that's right. a beloved game now yeah wind classic. waker i think when it was coming out a lot of kids or teens were like man what the fuck like two link me? he's like cell shady little kid what the hell this i want my i want a cool link right and there was a E3 trailer that was more of a gritty, like it looked like a realistic Smash Brothers Link oh, and Ganon shit. fight. And then when they revealed the game, it was Wind Waker. So people were like, what the, what the fuck? You know? Right. They, they weren't, but yeah, they weren't I liked Wind style. Waker. Wind Waker is my tried personal over... favorite. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah, Wind Waker. I think Wind Waker has a lot of good things about it. They tried to overcorrect that with Twilight Princess and make it like super edgy and like, mm-hmm. oh, he's like, he turns into a wolf and stuff. If he spoke, he uh, would say, damn, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. like Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Shooting guns like Shadow is literally exactly what I was about yep, to yep. say. But yeah, I love, I love Wind Waker. What they've always done well is have at least distinct art styles, and that carries through to all, every generation, right? And they generally like to make sometimes two games on one engine, like Ocarina to Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, Breath of right. the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, right? So they get the mileage out of the, the technology as well. Um, but they're always yeah. distinct. And to that point, Mike, the development teams behind those games, they are mm. never light. They're never the B team. They're never the side team. Nintendo has never once lost faith in this brand as like huge franchising material in the same way we're like, we're about to get what's called Pikmin 4. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Metroid went through maybe the longest drought in uh, Nintendo history outside of like, F Zero and like Star Fox. Punch Out, F Zero, Star Fox. Like, you can name these other ones that truly are where you're like, if you're a diehard Star Fox fan, you haven't been fed in maybe right. 20 years. And Jacob, yeah. they'll never get a Breath of the Wild. They will never get mm. the like game that will change things. Meanwhile, Zelda, like you said to your point, the worst Zelda game is a game that I would feel super comfortable wasting my time playing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They never make an outright clunker and you might have to wait six or seven years or so between the main games. But even then they're putting out HD re-releases all the time of the older games. Like they just had the Link's Awakening on the Switch uh, Mm, remake, totally new art style, very cool looking. Uh, I like to see, you know, some of some of the older games, they should, you know, do that treatment to it. you know, in the next couple of years or something. But. He's got a couple of those Dynasty Warrior style Musao oh, or Muzai games. Musou, or yeah, the, um, yeah, the Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, that's like a weird right. crossover with Koi Tecmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That maybe don't count those technically. It's a different, well, it's a different studio, but right. like, hey, I'm fine with them, dog. I, but then I mean, even like, in the, yeah. Yeah. Good. I was just saying in the mainline games, they're always consistently good and they're not afraid to take risks and like try new things. Like with Wind Waker, they're like, what if we do a completely different art style? Even if people hated it at first, it got sort of a cult following. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Breath of the Wild, of course, they're like, all right, now we're going to make a traditional like Western style open world game and do our spin on that. And like you said, make this giant open world game for the Switch, which is like, you know, was outdated you know, five years ago. The day it was released. It's like yeah. an Xbox 360 level of <laughs> yes. hardware, like if, right now. If now someone tried to sell you a Nokia N-Gage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For full exactly. price. So to make yeah. that work and to make it, you know, run consistently on that hardware is just like very impressive, right? Yeah. And Nintendo is always 
good at protecting their core brands. Like Mario's never released yes. a clunker, maybe just a game that's okay or has a mechanic you don't like, but they never really drop the ball with the major, major things. And right. that's, that's, you don't see it often. And maybe it's the family friendliness of him though, Mike, but the ability to spread his image a little thinner, that there is no game that's like, Link and friends play sports, you know, Link soccer, Zelda football. The huge upset was putting a link in the latest Mario Kart game. A lot of people Mm. and purists were like, that doesn't make sense. Take Link out of it, which is no, he he could be the one exception. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He can fight people. Yeah. 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 Smash Brothers and Soul Calibur. Yeah. He could do that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the kind of Mario dimension, though. Yeah, Yeah. Mario can do all these different sports and uh, have his party and everything. Link just does Link stuff. Link is very serious. He's busy. The the world is constantly under threat through all timelines. It's like everyone's constantly incarnated, and it's wild. Um, And uh, yeah, sorry, I was just going to say one last thing about that Mm -hmm. too. The the timelines, of course, famously convoluted. There's like three different branching timelines. What is canon? Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I like, uh, Colin, you were saying something the other day to me about how it's kind of like a retelling, like it's like folklore. It's retelling the same story in different ways with the same characters, kind of different mm-hmm. um, settings and that kind of thing. And I just like Every that Every culture tells their own Legend of Zelda. That is what it's always been to me. I right. love that. And I've never looked yeah. at it through that lens. That's great, Colin. I really, really like that. It's a guy tries to find the girl and it's stolen by kind of a dark skin guy every game. That's pig just man. Right. what the right. story is. And it's, well, that's the know. thing, too. Like, yeah, a lot yeah. of even the boss enemies, similar to Metroid, like you'll see the same enemies showing up, different interpretations of them. But like it'll be the same people from all the way back. Legend of Zelda, like some of the same boss enemies will just keep showing up in every game right. with slightly different variations. So it is. Yeah. Every culture telling their version. Maybe it's a water based culture in Wind Waker. Maybe it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Skyward cool. Sword literally is like, we're the, the people who ride birds. Here's our yeah. take on it. And you're like, right. great. What if the ocean was the air? Okay, go. Yes. At Wind Waker, yeah. they're like, what if, <laughs> great. What if there, the sea covered the world for like 100 yeah. years or whatever? Yeah, exactly. So I think that's Well, did you hear the one where he has to blow a flute to grow up? And they're like, no, I don't remember that part of it. He's like, no, no, that's the whole part of it. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting, too, because they wanted to do time travel for the very first game. Like when oh. it was on the disk system, they had more for the Nintendo disk system. And they were like, oh, we have like so much extra data. We could put the game back in there and change the enemy types. But they couldn't actually implement the time travel. But they did implement like a new game plus, which is really interesting where you could start again in the enemy placements to be different. But the idea of doing time travel was always there. So a link to the past makes sense. Ocarina of Time, like they've always had this kind of time right. travel repeating the same thing vibe anyway. Um yeah. At its core, it's just, yeah, it's always Legend of Zelda. You got the same, you're going to have a water temple, you're going to have a fire temple, you're going to have earth temple, you're going to have air, right? Well, Mike, perfect segue. I think let's go in and talk to maybe the, the more recent era where, in fact, you're not going to have those things. And we're going to break up and shake up the formula because let's talk Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I like that. I gotta look up this guy's name. Just who's? Oh, there he is. Mm-hmm. Link. 
We're back. I just had to look up the lead character's name. It is Link. You're right, Jacob. That's right. Because we're okay. talking about the adventures of Link here. Because it's the Legend of Zelda on Normous Like Us. Mm-hmm. Um, I just set up. Let's talk about the modern era. Yeah. So Ig Anuma is the producer who is now in charge of the entire Legend of Zelda franchise. Mm. Miyamoto. I. You know. He's he's kind of just running Nintendo now, so doesn't necessarily have his hands super involved in either Mario, Zelda, or Metroid, although I'm sure he does have input there. I still yeah. stand by. I think this is his franchise that's his favorite, even if it's not his like baby boy like Mario. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's truly yeah. just his childhood translated, right? right? So that makes yes. sense. Yeah. Yes. And it's, like we said, very selective in what gets made. But putting it in the hands of uh, Anomasan, who's very well uh, liked, regarded, and his contributions since I believe Ocarina of Time have been uh, truly tremendous. Yeah, and now incredible. his ability to shake it up, and what he introduces here with Breath of the Wild, where even with that title, you're sort of getting this like indication that this game, in the way that Nintendo always is is going to be very different than what you think video gaming should be. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I think Nintendo originally, they set the standard for what things will be. Here's a side scroller. This is it. This is the template. This is Mario, right? Here's a top-down adventure game. This is it. This is RPG, action RPG. We made this. Right. And now they're redefining what an open world is, right? They're continuing to set the standard or or push, you know, the meta, let's say. I kind of think of it as... It's like Elden Ring where they're doing their own spin. Like there are a lot of familiar open world tropes that you would be familiar with playing other open worlds. Like mm-hmm. you, you're going to time, you know, you know, you're going to climb some towers to unlock parts of the map. You're going to go, you know, you're going to be gathering different um, herbs and things for potions or whatever. So it's kind of taking, it's, it's, it's doing enemies, its Zelda twist yeah. on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's ma- but like Elden Ring where it's like dark souls, open world style, um, this is Zelda's take on it, and uh, I think it's pretty yeah. successful. And I guess to get mm. us into this point that I'm thinking about uh, is a big part of, I was talking about the water temple, fire temple, regardless of temples, how many if we get them or not, but puzzle solving has always been a big part of the Zelda uh, yeah. experience, and seeing what Breath of the Wild and now Tears of the Kingdom has done to make that just a whole new thing. So if you guys want to talk about kind of the level of making machines and all this stuff like it's really taking oh, the yeah, problem solving yeah. aspect of zelda to this new territory and i'm here for it well yeah to start with for me breath of the wild um of course in the more linear zelda games with dungeons and stuff you still have that exploration where you're trying to solve a puzzle and you're kind of exploring the the space trying to figure out oh what do i need to do to solve this puzzle right mm. i think breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom kind of takes that to the next level saying okay, now you're going to have this entire huge world where you can pretty much go anywhere you want after the you know opening area. Um, and part of the puzzle is just figuring out how to get places. Like if you have to climb over a mountain or go through like a snowy region where it's cold or whatever, you got to figure out how you can not die in the cold or like not lose stamina climbing or swimming mm-hmm. or doing whatever. So there's still places that it's harder to get to, but you can still get there if you use your brain and figure it out. Right. And then also breath of the wild, instead of the more traditional dungeons has the, or the temples has shrines, which are like just little basic puzzles that you, you go down into the shrine, you do a quick puzzle or two, 
and you get a, an item and there's like a bunch of them throughout the world. And then as you do them, you unlock more the ability to get more hearts or more stamina as is more, you know, traditional Zelda style. Yeah. Right. And you can do any of them in any order. You can do right. just as you could in any Zelda game ever for all time, do any temple in any order. Mm-hmm. But there was always kind of these soft item limit gates that were essentially like, oh, I need the hev- the heavy boots to step on this shot. switch over yeah. here or the hook shot or the long bow to get past this thing. I can't go to this area till I get that. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild really takes into your hand not so much like an item ability of like, I can't do this till I have this. Yes, there are these areas that are hot or cold, but really you can make food to get around that or come up with these other things. Right. It's really the materials you're presented as, and especially as far as like this magic iPad that you have called the Sheikah slate, which gives you the ability to like stop time, move objects with it, do things like that with the interaction of the things around you, like they truly, you can just do like at any time or whatever that the puzzling and the problem solving becomes so next level that you are so happy to see that Zelda is able to evolve to that. Yeah. And then of course, tears of the kingdom, which takes it to a whole other level where it's basically just like begging you to break the game in different ways where it's like, Oh, you don't think I can get mm-hmm. to that place yet? Let me just build a fucking rocket or whatever it, that'll launch me. I love that. <laughs> yeah. The difference with Tears of the Kingdom, I'm very excited to jump in and talk about that. Um, is that like every second you're playing it, you're like, I know exactly what I need to accomplish. How I'm going to build that thing to accomplish it is what's going to take me the next 20 minutes and where I'm gonna have a ton of fun. Yeah, that sounds like the most fun ever. Like I am dying it really does. for this because yeah, it's, it's like, cool. you know, to beat Water Temple, everybody's going to push the same block in the same spot. Right. But now you're going to have 100 different solutions from 100 different people. Like, yes, it's up. It's just your brain and you figure yeah. it out. And, and it's they like, give you all the tools. Yes. Um, And they're just like, you know, go crazy. And it looks like such a fun like sandbox to play. And I, I really want to play it. But I was like. Okay, I never played Breath of the Wild when it came out, 2017. Let me play that first, just so I can, you know, say that I did it before I get into Tears of Kingdom. But you know, I've I've seen so much footage now of what you can do in Tears of the Kingdom. I'm just like, damn, I wish I was playing that right now instead of I Breath might of the Wild. Skip Breath of the Wild. Lo- yeah, well, that's the other thing is, is maybe just give up. <laughs> everything I've heard from it, from it, and Colin, you can confirm. But Tears of the Kingdom. It really is just like Breath of the Wild 2, where all the same systems from Breath of the Wild are there. They just added more into it. So it's like, it's basically the same game, just better. So there's really no reason to play Breath of the Wild first unless you really want to play both of them, right? I've heard also a claim made, Colin, and then I'll leave it with you, is that some people were like, oh, um, first they're like, this is just going to be DLC. Everyone's like, there's the same. But then when we got it, they said, actually, it feels like Breath of the Wild is like a beta test for this game. How do you feel yeah, about that? Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I wouldn't skip Breath of the Wild because I think the okay. story is so beautiful and unique. But I'm not positive, yeah, that you need all that to go into this. This soft, romantic, Hayazaki universe that like mm. asks you to, you know 
use fusion physics like like just like test your brain to the limit and like gives you endless boundless mm-hmm. you know possibilities like minecraft it's it's astounding well i like to yeah. like nintendo's made an effort to try to do some quasi educational things like you could build that cardboard piano and like all that kind of weird stuff they were releasing these like educational t- right. tools and now it's like zelda like minecraft it's become like like it's it's good for a kid to play it i feel like it it, it yeah, it's problem solving. It's like a brain teaser. The box. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, from my experience with Breath of the Wild, going to these shrines, being like, okay, I need to do this, figuring out which of my abilities I can use to accomplish that, and then doing it, you get that sense of achievement where you're like, man, I really, I figured that out. And this game, these games, they don't really hold your hand. Um, even less than older Zelda games, uh, they're like. Breath of the Wild just kind of just like, all right, they'll explain some things, but then just like kind of go do what you want. And like it kind of points you in the direction of like how the main quest goes, but you can also just go anywhere you want. And it's like, okay, go do your thing. And for it was a little at first for me, I was like, man, this is kind of intimidating. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I keep going into areas where I'm getting like my shit kicked in. I'm getting one shot by these stronger enemies. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it reminds me a lot of Dark Souls or Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. And it came out before Elden Ring, obviously. Yep. But that's its most... Like, the biggest comparison I can make is Elden Ring because um, it's so similar where it's just like, you know, you go somewhere, you're like, okay, maybe I'm not strong enough for this area yet. Let me go somewhere else. And I spent the first part of playing this game just kind of wandering around before I was like, all right, let me figure out what I need to do um you know just kind of kick off the main quest right and and elden ring following the release of this i think was inspired that's like the shrines are very similar to some of the catacombs obviously and yeah uh, a company that had never done an open world game still maintaining the hallmarks of their style while trying out the so true plaything, and then i think there might be some dna from elden ring that maybe went into tears of the kingdom and they're self-feeding these these two brands Definitely. but um uh yeah just the idea that you're not finding the solution to the developer intended. Like that's, what's great. Like yeah. you discovered it yeah. yourself and that sense of accomplishment, but, you can't put a price on it. That's really, but great. that is what they intended, Mike. That's, that's yeah. the incredible beauty of it. And what you just said to preserving style, the Nintendo side of that and why I preach that, I don't know, boy, maybe I used to think breath of the wild was the best video game of all time. I guess maybe I think this one is now. Yeah. Um, is that it It looks at those questions that we keep saying, which is Americans are obsessed with these open world games. What does that mean? Oh, they like to uh, quick travel around these points, feel like everything's huge, um, be violent, you know, be chaotic, do these things. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that's interesting. Here's our take. We're going to be much more soulful and thoughtful. We're going to cater to a different experience for the user to look at them and say, you're breezing through these worlds. No, the beauty is the world. Enjoy nature. It is a game about progressing through the beauty of nature. It is about a game where your items and weapons are constantly breaking and having to be replaced, forcing you to slow down, take stock of your location, engage in as much activities as you can. Um, it, it, like, feel big it's a lonely world where there's no humans in it it's completely overrun by monsters no it feels incredibly lonely big yes but but not alive in 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 a true sense totally 
They they've removed I mean, rupees, right? Too like so, just the resources you're gathering things from the world around rupees. you, but they're more rare, right? But like the idea yeah. of like gathering things from nature, as Colin said, like mm -hmm. you're you're out there in you're cooking uh, your meals, but, you have uh, to eat to live. You're connected yeah, to it, yeah. You're cooking and Colin, everything you're saying, I totally agree with you. And I've played a lot of open world games. You know, I've played Assassin's Creed. You know, Horizon Zero Dawn, Witcher Shadow 3, Mordor, anything you can you know. think of it. Yeah, um, I've tried it. So I'm familiar with, you know, the different styles of open worlds. And this is definitely one of the ones where it's dropping into it. You kind of feel the the epicness, the size of it all. And then just the emptiness, like you're saying, where it's just this huge world. And you're trying to get from this point to this point, And you got to figure out how to do that. Um, you can get horses, but you don't get that until a little bit later. So you're just running. You got low stamina at first. You got low hearts. You're kind of just thrust into this harsh world, and you got to figure it out. And um, it's really hit me more than a lot of other open world games do, where they give you you know all these abilities right up front, where you can fast travel and stuff. Um, and like again, like Elden Ring, it kind of it's one of the one of the only open world games I've played recently where I'm just like, this feels different than, you know, what I'm used to. And it's, it's challenging me to engage with it in a different way. And even the combat's like, there is combat in this game, but it's not even maybe the main focus of the game where it's just kind of like, almost like a secondary focus of the game where the, the main focus is exploring and talking to people and doing puzzles and stuff and just using your brain in different ways. What an incredible way to, take it the other direction you know where elden ring is just fully combat right whatever yeah western style skyrim combat we're gonna fight stuff right and they're like no we're gonna build a wacky contraption we're gonna magnet this ball over here and maybe fight if we have to but like yeah the way you're gonna engage with the game it's gonna be non-violent largely right like what a way to do it you know and again for the kids i think it's like that's great you're teaching them how to use their brain there's other well, ways to solve yes. problems i love it yeah so I think that's where the critique in the second game comes from, Mike, where they mm. still look at what people are using open world games as. And, and let's pay lip service to the, you guys are talking Elden Ring in this game. Let's say Skyrim. I mean, Skyrim, the big game that really, I think, influenced and pushed this genre further than anything. Oh, yeah. Um, but But Skyrim is an experience based around, yeah, you're in a dungeon stepping on a stone and maybe a gate comes up. But like you said, Mike, at the end of the day, it's about a guy wielding two swords and like cutting people's heads off and like stabbing dudes and doing this stuff. Stop right and there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the makers of Zelda again, and whether this is coming down from a norm, a Noma or if it's from Miyamoto, but who just says like, you know, you just hear that in these test groups now, the young people just get so burnt out trying to figure anything out that they just give up immediately because they've been raised to have these phones in their pockets where they can just mm -hmm. go. Why would I have to struggle to figure out the answer for something? All information is available to me at any second. <laughs> You're like, right? Yes, of course. So I think they look at it and say, again, it's not that the information isn't available to you. You're at this level of an island. There's a sky gap between you. I probably have to get over to this other plateau over here. It's not complex, but they are forcing you to problem solve and they are forcing you to use your mind in creative and interesting and one of a kind ways. And I think it's to, to say like, that is the real achievement. 
what you're doing yeah. there, it's not about getting across the the way. It's about the 10 times you failed trying to make, you know, a sky boat that has a sail and three fucking, you know, fans <laughs> on the end of it, but I put one the wrong way. So it zooms to the left and then immediately <laughs> crashes into the ground. Yeah, you got to do a lot know? of trial yeah. and error, yeah, figuring it exactly. out. Idiation. Um, and I think it all, it the open worldness of it all, you know, games these days, a lot of them, open world is sort of the trend, whereas back when we were growing up, the heyday of Zelda, um, things were more linear. And mm-hmm. with Ocarina of Time, or games like that, it's like you would have you would get stuck on parts and be like, "Well, I can't progress the game until I figure out whatever this is." Water time, um, and you couldn't just—I mean, you could just look it up, you know, back on dial it up internet or whatever. But it's not game the same facts. as just pulling yeah. out your, uh, you know, smartphone out of your pocket. So I think kids today don't realize how hard games used to be and how you used to have to like be like, "Well, if I can't figure this out, I can't play this game any further than this point." Why you know? why yeah. would I solve a puzzle? I'm John Marston. I'll go to yeah. another town as a cowboy and just shoot a guy in the head. Isn't that mm-hmm. just what this game is? And you're like, "Well, yeah. right." And to bring up the problem solving, even traditional Zelda dungeons, they they would be linear. It'd be like, okay, you have to go in and get get the leaf so you can float. And like everything that was barred off, like very Metroid, right? Gating with the item, like Colin was saying, Mm -hmm. to just be like, so this has been our identity forever. We're not doing that anymore. Like it's very bold of them. And to have, from what I understand, nailed it. Like I think that's great. But then they still. Fostering a good skill set. Yeah. Yeah, and even with the open worldness of it all, they still retain the Zelda feel to it, where it's just like you still think like, oh, this of course is still a Legend of Zelda game. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a generic open world game, you know. So very impressive. It's reinvented itself. It feels like while still living up to its predecessor's legacy, right? Yeah. And then with Tears of the Kingdom, I haven't even played it yet, but I've just seen so much footage and just so many possibilities of what's available. Like you're saying, building different vehicles and stuff. You can fuse things to your weapons to make them stronger. You can put a fucking bomb on your shield so that if someone hits it, they'll blow up or whatever. Like there's just so much, so you much can you control can do with time those in a very interesting way in this one. Yeah. yeah, you can like set things up to move and then rewind it or like very, very. Yeah, it's, yeah. Your verb set seems to have like doubled between and it almost, the wild in here. Yeah, it almost feels like. It's this is like a new game plus of Breath of the Wild, where it's like, okay, you mastered Breath of the Wild, you started with nothing, or whatever. Now we're going to give you these cool new abilities. It's going to be a similar game style, similar world, even. You're still in Hyrule, even with, you know, you have the Sky Isles or whatever. But um, now. Jacob, I wish every, like, there's so many other games in my life that I wish realized, like, hey, you know what? We have this whole code of this like perfectly designed sandbox world. Should we just like keep adding dumb stuff to like physics, new things and right. stuff like that? That's what you like about Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. already have the base game down. You just add stuff to it. And that's like, you're saying breath of the wild. You thought that was the best game ever, but this is apparently better just because they added more stuff to it. So maybe this is the best game ever. I mean, um, this was a good game. There's a whole game up in the sky. And I'm like, oh, there was. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's crazy. And I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. There, there's so much more content. Everyone said it was going to be a DLC. Um, and to comment on best game ever. Right. Like I saw people were pulling like every review they could on the Internet of like top games of all time lists. And like after pulling like 300 some odd review websites, like the top game was Breath of the Wild. 
Like according to wow. top of all time, it was Breath of the Wild. Right. Um, according to the average of reviewers, right? Generally. And now we have something that everybody's like, you know what? Actually, kind of not that good. And compared, this compared, like the, the best game in the world good, almost consensus. Right. It's, it's like, crazy. How embarrassed you must have been to tell God, people Godfather was good. And then you go to the, the sequel at the theaters <laughs> and you're like, holy shit. Right. I didn't realize. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nuts, you know? You get first and just place like, in Mr. Universe, and then somebody shows up even more jacked. It's, oh, it's, this is yeah. the future. And adding so much to it, just the confidence to be like, well, you can do this puzzle this way, or you can just skip over this entire area with like a flying you know, machine. And the confidence of, of Nintendo to being like, that's okay. If people want to play it that way, we're fine with that. You can just break this game however you want. And knowing that, you know, people will still enjoy it anyway is like pretty, pretty cool. This is, yeah. this is like one of those things where like, I'm so mixed in my mind, Jacob, because I'm like, that to me implies that in the development cycle of this game, they are watching YouTube videos of people at those shrines where it's like, what you're supposed to do is this. And then instead you're watching the YouTube videos of like, I threw the ball up in the air, froze it, hit it with six arrows. It slingshot around the room, hit me. I flew through the air and solved it. And then realizing like, oh, okay, people do like to solve stuff this weird way. Let's build a whole game around it. And then it's like, there's probably 10,000 videos on the internet telling them that the last Pokemon game was one of the worst video games ever made. And I know the next one's going to be even worse. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's never going to change. It's like, well, do you listen to us or do you not listen to us? That's mm-hmm. what's so crazy is that they do innovate so much with Zelda and also with Mario where like Mario Odyssey came out and you're like, Oh, it's like fucking amazing. But then you have Pokemon, one of the biggest franchises ever. Right. And you just make the, the same game every year and barely change anything, and people hate it. <laughs> and again, that's Game Freak and the Pokemon Company. Yes, that's not yes, Nintendo yes. First Party, although yes. it, it's it's the biggest franchise ever. But um, it's just for them to maintain it, like you said, Colin, and, and one-up themselves. And as Jacob said, you're just building upon what works and watching and saying, oh, this is the gameplay type, to just fuck around. And maybe, maybe Speedrunner Mario and Ocarina of Time, like, they were, people they, they're seeing backwards long jumping and they're like fuck it like this is how people play Nintendo I think so, games yeah. they just break them and we're just going to encourage th- breaking it at this point go break it I legitimately yeah. think they did take inspiration from speedrunners and stuff because there's yes. also an ability called ascend where you can just go up through yes. the floor that's of a glitch from well yeah. time. And, and I want to say this big one Mike do, are yeah. you aware of this the big I read an article on Kotaku today that mm-hmm. said the the big game breaking mechanic of Tears of the Kingdom so you can fuse anything in the world with any equipment you have but that mm. doesn't just mean your sword people are fusing these these wheels say yes to a to a shield like a mine card to your shield yes Whoa. so you create a skateboard and all tony skateboard. you yeah. can run across the whole environment that way dude and skateboard the whole universe. So in Breath of the Wild, Under of course, shield, you could, you could surf, surf yes. on your shield. Oh, only going downhill. Like, it's yeah. very limited. Okay. Yeah. Now okay. you can skateboard, and it's fucking Anywhere. Tony Hawk inside Anywhere. of Zelda. Yeah. That's Endlessly. Saw that <laughs> that's very radical. Yes. Dude. That, and they're yeah. just like, yeah, that's how people want to do it. Like, go go for it. Go crazy. Go crazy. 
a, a lesser developer would be like, no, you have to play it the way we want you to. And I love that that's, that's what Zelda is now. And that's why I'm, I'm feeling the FOMO. I'm seeing all this cool shit people are making. And it's like, I want to make cool shit too. Have you had a favorite yeah. moment, Colin? How many hours in are you? Like, where, where are you in this Tears of the Kingdom? Barely. So I'll say very cool moment. Jacob watched the first, I'll say hour, but we probably only progressed like 10 minutes. I'm not even going to admit to that. I mean, truly walking in circles, like truly useless stuff. But uh, um, then I, I had the biggest plans this weekend and boy, they just did not manifest, but I'm, I'm about five hours into it. I've gotten through kind of the prologue where they take the kitty wheels off and are like, you have all the shit now go. And you, it's in like, now I like look at the map and I'm like, there's so much and it's been five years and I just feel like at a very different place in my life where five years ago when I was playing Breath of the Wild, I was like every second of my life, this is incredible. Now I feel a lot of dread of like, oh no, my free time's almost up. I want to like enjoy this so much more that, you know, it's just the normal adult thing, unfortunately. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, we, we realized uh how precious time is and how fleeting it can be. Yeah. When you're playing a great game and it's like, dang, I got to go to bed. Nothing worse than that feeling, especially when it's so engaging, you know, as yeah. you know, this game. Is. I went over to Collins on a Friday night to pick up breath of the wild, watched him play a little bit, went home and played breath of the wild until about four in the morning. <laughs> just cause I was just like, took your breath away. Great. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I gotta go to sleep. But so it was where, Friday night, where so I was are like, you okay. at? This is a good question. Yeah, I'm. You know, I've made some some decent progress. I think uh, I'm just getting to the Zora region, which are like the swimming people. You mm-hmm. know. Yep. Um. So that's the my first tribe. like civilization because in Breath of the Wild you've got to like fight. You've got to like uh, raise four. Um, beasts or what like the four divine beasts which each each one has a different rider from a different civilization so you got like the big guys the the bird people mm-hmm. you know the you know classic uh, zelda stuff right yep um so i'm going to the first uh civilization that has one of these divine beasts to try to get him to join the fight against ganon or whatever um yeah so, you know, I'm a little bit of ways in um i've kind of i've done a lot of side stuff i've done a lot of shrines and stuff and just just wandering around, exploring, gathering materials, uh, hang gliding, you know, it's just fun to, it's just a great world to just kind of wander around in. And like you said, Colin, you feel that emptiness and that loneliness of this world. Um, but also it's just very peaceful to me where it's just yes. like, this is just a chill game that I can play at night, winding yes. down. I don't have to focus too hard on combat and stuff. If I If I get to a harder area, I can you know, go somewhere else and just chill for a bit. So one of the rare, what I'm going to call fidget spinner games and that mm. it relaxes me so much. I need no extra stimuli, no podcasts mm. are playing, no streaming shows. Mm-hmm. I actually have the volume up and I'm letting the score and just everything wash over me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was huge I, for me during quarantine too, just cause all the nature stuff. Oh, oh I, I bet. Found, yeah. I, I wish I played it back then when it came out. Um, yeah, and I got a horse, like the horses are a little hard to steer at first. Cause you've got to like build trust with them and stuff. So I'm like trying to, Jeez. you know, I'm getting horses, you know, I love Dead data. getting horses yeah. in games. Yeah. I just named mine cookie. She hates me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, cat. yeah. So breath of the wild man and tears of the kingdom. I'm experiencing games. 
the most extreme amount of FOMO. Uh, a lot of my other friends have been playing it too. And they're like, you don't have a Switch? I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm an inferior person. So I, I'm going to maybe look into getting a used one because I do. Ooh. Uh, I, I can't play Minecraft to like build for building's sake. But if you give me a task that needs to be completed and then let let it rip, you know, that's very fun for me. It's like yeah. the problem solving I can see you digging that, Mike. Yeah, I'm like, I love that. <laughs> yeah, this um, game might have the most amount of freedom since since a Minecraft, where Minecraft, where yes. you can literally build or do anything. This game, I've seen people kind of describe it where you we the first time you use the fuse effect where you're like, you think that you can only stick certain things together certain ways, but literally you can stick them together any configuration you want. You can put fans on things, you can put rockets, flamethrowers, whatever you want. You can, it's just like the, the possibilities are just endless, right? Yeah, and as I said before, I think it's really great to have like a blockbuster game that is encouraging developing that that skill. I mean, it's great to develop your brain as an adult. It's great for kids to have this kind of they, I can solve things, right, by myself, right? I think that's that's really great. Nintendo, it's a family brand. It makes so much sense and to see that they've executed it this well. Amen. Take yeah. your $70, I guess. Yeah, that, that bugs me. <laughs> We're in that kind of sweet spot, though, Mike, where you're maybe kind of winding down with uh, Resident Evil 4. We're getting close. We're getting close. Um when does when is Armored Core out? We're we're a little bit before that. August. I have until August to okay, do other things. Okay, yeah, you yeah. got. Okay, I feel like you could play this game in that time. I think I could squeeze it in. I got a, <laughs> I got a trip out of out of the state, so maybe if I can get it before then, I can play on the airplane or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't tried. That is the. Uh, but mm. I imagine it'd be good. I would play it in the bed, ultimate dude, just problem. There making shit. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I like that it's on the Switch. It's portable. Um, but that is the ultimate problem of like being an adult, having responsibilities and having limited gaming time. But also I just, you know, I was playing persona five still in the middle of that. Probably 200 hours away from beating that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, you know, I'm doing my Fortnite thing. Got to stay with that. So it's just like, man, when do I have time to play all these chores? We're spoiled for choice. And, you know, Nintendo dropped a banger. Um, and maybe that's where we can just maybe roll into some final thoughts on the Legend of Zelda franchise, maybe the future of Nintendo. I mean, there's big news going on for them lately. So let's uh, let's speculate and uh, recap uh, our thoughts yeah. right after this. We're back here on Normies Like Us. We're wrapping things up in Hyrule. We're about to put the sword back in the stone because we're done talking the legend of Zelda. Mm. Yeah, so I wanted to bring up a point. I, I, I watch, you know, Grace in the movie math every every week. See what's doing good at the box office, right? Uh, Mario's made a billion dollars, right? Nintendo oh feeling great, right? And we were joking about the NCU, and I think now... Seeing the Last of Us and Mario uh, is universal. Like, hey man, this the Tears of the Kingdom is like the biggest <laughs> fucking thing ever. Do we just start developing a, a Zelda movie? And if so, how do you do that? Because we have another protagonist who doesn't talk. Mario doesn't really talk either in the games, but they made it work. Uh, just don't hire Chris Pratt. But what what would you do, Colin? Let me pitch to you first. Could yeah, they do a Zelda say, movie? Yeah, hire Chris Pratt. And would you like uh, it? We yeah we we 
said at the end of the Mario Vaguely. episode, which one do you think is the one that deserves a movie the most? And I think we all kind of unanimously agreed the Legend of Zelda kind of made the most sense. Now yeah. we're in this era of fantasy being back and being pretty dominant, but it's a lot of this live action TV, you know, serialized Rings of power, so House of the Dragon. Rings of Power, House of Dragon, which are kind of these uh, violent melodramas, right? I'm not sure that necessarily lends this to that. It's it's very mm-hmm. high fantasy, like the Lord of the Rings world is, but also incredibly sort of like sincere and twee and beautiful, almost like uh, Wes Anderson meets, you know, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, I guess. Um, I ha- right. I don't know. I have an analog, maybe. Maybe a, a version, slightly toned down for kids, but a version of the Green Knight is very similar to what a Legend of Zelda movie would be. He doesn't speak mm. a lot. He's questing yeah. and very in, in, inwardly thinking, right? So maybe that's yeah. a jumping off point. And it is it needs to be an adventure, obviously aimed at kids, but for Quadrant, you know, it's a family movie, but it's, it's just like a folklore. Like you said, Colin, it has to have a feeling of folklore. It's not really real or taking itself yeah. too seriously. It's... Well, it's got the yeah. ba- the basic ingredients of it are like you know you have the adventurer, the princess that needs rescued, the Bad you know guy. the villain and everything. So it, it is like a traditional folklore, and it's being retold again and again. So I can see kind of coming at it from that angle. Um, my you question don't even have is: to adapt one of the games. You could create a whole new yeah. version of it too, right? Yeah. My question is like I I just don't want them to. Like with with the Mario movie, um, you know, having like the the needle drops and stuff, the licensed music and that kind of thing. Like, mm. if they did that with Zelda, like it would really bum me out, kind of. You want know, to take me out of the like? I it needs to be. I need to be immersed in the world. It needs to feel sincere. I can't have people quipping and stuff. Like it just wouldn't work for a Zelda movie. I don't think. No, but, it needs to be more like Sonic. You're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Zelda you're right comes because... to the real world. Yeah. Yeah. No, that oh, comes God. to the real world. We going on a road trip, Dave? And they're like, yeah, hey, you didn't uh, talk. This is my best friend, Link. <laughs> yeah. um, wow. So, because you're right. The, the Mario movie, you know, it's it's doing well. Not not the greatest plot-wise. We, we went into it, listened to our episode, but it did really embrace every part of Mario and pop culture, except for the, well, the original movie, too. We had the truck. They acknowledged the Super Mario Brothers Super Show with, the, you know, the theme song being there, right? So yeah. with Zelda, would you have to acknowledge, excuse me, princess? Like, would they have to put that in there? Would they have to put, oh, yeah, it's I so boring that. here from the directive video, the video. Hey, listen. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, I want to really, listen. you know, I want a sincere, earnest take on it. And like you're saying, like Colin, uh, Wes Anderson style, or even like Hayao Miyazaki, like you're yeah. saying. like yeah. yeah, that's it. The, yeah. The, yeah. the rub to me is I can't see it as being live action. I want mm. it to be animated. Yes. And then when I think of the minions, I get so angry. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's the thing. Well, so I think the Mario hilarious. movie worked well as an Illumination thing. Like it, it worked well, but I don't think Illuminations should do Zelda. And actually, no. I would prefer the animation style to be more like uh puss in boots the last wish or the spider verse I, I just i that's beautiful i love that that's yeah. great hmm. it's it's so much about nature and naturalism and just classic that if i was Hayao miyazaki and this is my answer i mean i, I think i said mm-hmm. it in the mario episode but if yeah. i was him i would just say 
all my cachet I've earned over the year, I will, you know, he wouldn't obviously want to do this, but I will hand over the controls of Studio Ghibli to whoever after this, whoever finances. I'm doing Mm. a hand-drawn The Legend of Zelda. And that's just what it is. And it's this gorgeous, you know, the the shots in nature. Like Princess Mononoke is the template. When you're in Breath of the Wild, sometimes you can ride a stag. You know, you're shooting arrows. You're Link with his long ears, now wearing a blue shirt. I mean, Jacob, where do you think all that's from? I mean, it's like it is. Are you Ashitaka? Are you Ashitaka? Of Prince Ashitaka coming to rescue a village. (laughs) It's it's and now we're the one I'm playing now is about the sickness infesting the land that if it touches you and he is missing an arm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Yeah. it's like it's it's all there. It's very inspired by that. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Inspired by it. Whatever. I don't care. It would be like when Spielberg was like. Oh, Ready Player One's completely inspired by me. I guess right. I'll just make it then. And you're like, yeah, hooray! Right. <laughs> but I will say this: I, I mean, that. that would be amazing. Unfortunately, you know, traditional 2D animation yes. features yeah. don't seem to be getting made anymore outside of Studio Ghibli. Um, but like, you know, like if you've seen Puss in Boots, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, that Puss has like Boots. a beautiful animation style that I've never. Like it's obviously inspired by Spider Verse, which is kind of the first big movie to do that. But it's I don't know what turtles. you call this new like brush strokes animation style. Um, it's not, you know, it's better than like the Shrek, like all the Shrek movies and stuff. Like Puss in Boots looks better than all of them, right? It's like this totally yeah. different style. Wind Waker cell shading is a style. There is this mm, new mm-hmm. style of almost like painted two D, three D hand. Yeah computer manipulated mix it's more stylistic it's incredible it's it's really like if you haven't seen puss in boots the last wish i haven't but man incredible artwork that's how you do it insane yeah everything's Um, metaphor and it's universal hey you could get dreamworks universal like they could do that they could do that i think zelda would 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 translate to that stuff (laughs) we're getting farts and and, you know oh the um, moblins are gonna be oh no yeah it is going to be. Hey, oh, the moblins mean, are yeah, one hundred percent. And you're going to get tingle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tingle. But I, I, I want to believe that Nintendo knows. Like, okay, Mario. It's okay for Mario to have an Illumination movie, but Zelda, like you said, with the games, like they treat Zelda differently. He's, you know, Link's it's not Miyamoto's doing, favorite. It's not Link soccer. I, I stuff. pray he is. Yeah. yeah. But I'm so, here for it. If Hollywood wants to attempt video game adaptations and do them right, I think with the success, they'll be like, okay, we, yeah, we should make things for the fans. And a Zelda fan wants something different than a Mario fan. And they have an opportunity. And I know they're going to make it. I feel like 100% this project will be announced this year, like that it's in development. Now, let me, let me yeah. ask you this in, in terms of, would mm-hmm. you rather have a Zelda movie or would you rather have Obviously, Detective Pikachu, when it came out, it was sort of breaking ground for maybe a larger Pokemon world. Would you rather have another live-action Pokemon, or would you rather have a Legend of Zelda movie? I, boy, I here's what I was even going to th- throw out was maybe Link's just the lead of just a Smash Brothers movie, and that's sort of CG animated. I, I could mm. be good with that. But to your question... I would prefer that they did a normal Pokemon movie, that they didn't blow it the fucking first time. Again, if you have all those models, 
It just seems e- that everything exists on a hard drive somewhere. Just use the stuff that exists. Put it all together. It's yeah. almost like if you've already you know made the assets, you can then uh, add things on top of them and get more longevity, like uh, Breath of the Wild itself. Mm, like right. do that with all the 3D models. So I think Detective made. Pikachu, why it maybe underwhelmed financially was because people are confused. Like Detective Pikachu, what's that? Like, And that was a game nobody ever played it. Yeah, but just make a more straightforward Pokemon game, and I think people would definitely turn out for one of the most popular IPs. A coming of, all time. of age sports tournament movie. The script right has written itself a million times. Yeah, it's the Karate Kid, except I'm catching things in a field. Yeah, okay. The Karate Kid, except I'm also kind of the master because it's me and a little thing. Yeah, and we're yeah, both yeah. kind of the the Karate Kid too. I'm yeah, even you also. could even make an Ash movie with. So you could have little Pikachu as his little yeah. buddy. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Now that he's yeah. retired from the cartoon. Easy. Yeah, you yeah. could do yeah. that. And exactly. that that could be a good CG candidate too. You know, the whole, do the whole yeah. thing. I don't know about Ooh. mixing Justice Smith and Bill Nye with the Pokemon was the right call. Keep it completely digital. Only Sonic gets to hang out with humans. Okay? Yeah. Ooh. Hey, also, we're, we're uh, dating this, but... The day this is episode's release that you're listening to this, watch uh, Dungeons and Dragons. It's now on Paramount Plus. Oh yeah, we oh, need a Plus. sequel. I'm about to rewatch it. Yeah, no, that's because a movie Dungeons that will get an audience. Zelda, so watch that yes, movie. I hope. I fully believe that that movie will do very well in streaming because people yes. will be like, "Oh, what's this? I heard this was good, but I didn't see it in theaters. Let me throw that on." Yes, and it it will be some sort of Guantanamo Bay situation when I next watch the Mario movie again. Oh, so yeah. just, yeah, you know, I, to bring it back to Nintendo, mm-hmm. I want this to do very well and it is doing very well. And, you know, we're at a really good spot right now. It's been five years and we get another masterpiece. Okay. I don't know where this goes yet. No spoilies. I'm very excited. If this is the empire strikes back of some sort of trilogy, that'll be cool to discover. And if wow. not, you know, and they, you know, roll the dice and we get a, a kind of wind waker shakeup after this. Great. Yeah. I'm never worried about what's going to happen with Zelda. I've got too many great memories with them. Right. Yeah. And I think I would rather they kind of switch it up now, do something completely different because that's their, that's what they do every couple years. And usually, you know, if you get an Ocarina of Time, then you get a Majora's Mask, mm-hmm. then you get something different. Right, so we've had Breath of Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. As good as those games are, masterpieces. I want to see them co- go in a totally different direction, well, just because that's what and, Zelda is all about. And mm-hmm. here's the secret sauce of Nintendo, Jacob, that we're not even saying. We have these two games that feature a magic iPad thing. You're playing them on a magic iPad thing. Mm-hmm. The fun thing about Nintendo. The basis of the next Zelda game will be whatever dumbass gimmick they've moved on to. Yes. It's going to be that augmented it's the reality first or something weird. Mike, it's <laughs> going to be that it's the first POV Zelda game because they'll release Nintendo mm. Contacts or something where it's like the game yeah. is in your brain. It'll be, be the like, Virtual Great. Boy too. Yes, I it am excited works. to see. Kill us. Everything will still be in red. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. the next Red of the Wild. The next Nintendo console. I'm very excited to see what it'll be because it's yeah. They always do something insane, so wacky. But 
here's the thing. Like, so the Wii, hugely successful, right? One of the best selling consoles of all time. People still mm-hmm. use Wiis because old people can use them. Like anyone can use them. You can Retirement centers are populated yeah. with Wiis still. Yeah. Then they came with the Wii U, notoriously did not sell well. What's because, this? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. People thought it was like a, a peripheral for the Wii because it was called Wii U. But really the Wii U was the precursor to the Switch being the portable handheld thing. So then they just perfected that formula with the switch. Now, again, where do they go switch to, do they do something totally different? I think they're still into the portableness of it all. So I think that'll still factor in. Historically, it will be something called the new Nintendo switch XL. And it'll be like, (laughs) great. And it'll run a little better. (laughs) It'll be like the switch is really PS4 and come out three years from now. That's really (laughs) what they need is a switch that has, that has better hardware basically, because the switch was really the culmination of not only what they're doing with the Wii and stuff, but also just game boys. Like they basically made a game boy, but made it the mainline console where you could play it on your TV or you can play it. Why do we make two things again? No yeah. other company does that. And they were like, well, I guess should we combine the things? And what's the what's the big uh, the 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 Steam the deck. Steam Deck? Yeah, well now they have Steam competitors deck, yeah. in this space that can and play it, better looking games. Yes, yeah. and it needed to be that originally. So again, you're maybe going to see a scramble from a company that that thought they had carved out their own space quickly realize everyone else can do what they do better. <laughs> yeah, right. It's kind of like need to focus on the story elements they have where they're like, we've got you there though. But still yeah. it's impressive that they get yeah. these games to work on switch. I mean, I don't know yeah, how no huge the kingdom runs, if there's any frame drops or anything like that, but imagine playing, FPS, you know, yes, consistent, beautiful. Yeah. Chilling. If you bought the new Assassin's Creed game, on Steam, it's like 175 gigabytes just to yeah. download and play to run on your PC. You need a high-end graphics card, all that stuff. This thing runs on a fucking iPhone, basically. Not even yeah, iPhone, yeah. Right? <laughs> not even a 14. So, yeah. yeah, and it's a huge open no. world. It's all loaded at the same time. Like I don't know how they do it. It's no load screens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess it's the quality. Nintendo is known for quality control. You know, generally with their A-list products, yeah. they're consistent you know and yeah it might not have the fat flashiest graphics but you know you're going to get a good zelda game you'll get a good mario game and they do those in twos too galaxy galaxy 2 odyssey you know so yeah so i wonder if they do a third trilogy for tears after tears of the kingdom or if they go revisit cell shaded world or or do some other kind of art style wind waker never got a second one because everybody was really mad about it well there's the phantom there's Phantom no, Hourglass, which that's is like a right. sequel to Phantom Hourglass. There's, that's, there's yeah. traditionally not a lot of sequels to the games. All the things like Majora's Mask, Phantom's Hourglass, mm. they're again sort of these weird, like, what is this weird edition? And it's like, it's kind of a sequel. Breath of the Wild 2, this Tears of the Kingdom, is very unique in that status of like, mm. no, baby, we're here. So I'm telling you, I'm thinking this is going to be a trilogy. I think they mm, can kind of see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're we're trying to rebuild Hyrule. You know, maybe we get yeah. to see all phases: desolation, yes. rebuilding, and uh, reclamation. I don't know. Yeah. I think rise, of rise of the princess. Truly, uh, mm. how they could blow it in a third one, I'll be very excited to see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Somehow, I think, you know, Ganon has returned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dead speak. You're a dyad, um, Link. <laughs> with these games, you know. The gameplay can be clunky sometimes. There's certain things, quality of life things that they could add, but 
because they're just like, yeah, we're fucking Legend of Zelda. We don't need to add that. Yeah, you guys don't like weapon durability? Well, too bad, because that's still a thing. That's a um, Dark Souls 2 thing. Hell yeah. Keep yeah. the durability. You, you think you don't like that. Let us introduce a new mechanic where you're constantly excited to pick up and find new weapons again and make them weirder and stranger. And you're like, yeah. oh. It I guess allows you to try do. different weapons. Yeah, it's I think James Gunn always says where he's like, what do you mean you know what you want? No yeah. audience knows what they want. <laughs> no, and gamers more than anyone think they know what they want, but then if you give them something else, like, you know, they'll they'll learn, they're like, oh, this is actually really cool. And, you know, if you want to play just a standard open world game, there's like a hundred of those that you can play. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. Uh, all I know is I, I need to get my hands on a Switch, listeners. Um, feel free. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's more important things. Send them in, of. yeah. Yeah, send them in. Send all your switches in. Uh, but I do want to get this. Stop I'm, I'm desperate. to Ukraine. Get Mike a switch. <laughs> right, I don't need yeah. switches. Yeah. There's more important causes. I need to play a video game. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to find a way to grab a switch. And I might skip Breath of the Wild. If that's sacrilege, sue me. But I just want to build crazy contraptions uh, while I'm on an airplane. So uh, yeah, yeah, I was just like, I was considering buying Breath of the Wild. Then I was like... Wait, why pay sixty dollars this when Colin can just lend me his copy because he's so nice and he has all these physical copies because he's a smart and Nintendo boy? What did mm-hmm. you say when you came over? Wow, you have all these on physical, and I said yes because then people can borrow them. It's very yep. smart. Yes, yeah. um, I'm just a Imagine digital if I boy. Drove I'm lazy. Over and just took your your modem <laughs> home with me or whatever. Yeah, your whole like, yeah, your heart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, I didn't even in. mention. I was playing a little uh, A Link to the Past before Breath of the Wild on my Switch. They have the you know, SNES emulator thing that you can play mm. old, N- old NES games, SNES, 64, Game Boy. They have all these different emulators, and then you just subscribe to their service, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was playing fucking A Link to the Past, uh, a game I'd never really played before, and I, was, and I was loving it. I was like, I can see why this was so influential uh and you know it's great great level design it's amazing so you can play that for free pretty much on the switch so nice pretty cool yeah good time for zelda you know sam's having a uh, it's a big year for nintendo with mario with samus coming yeah. back the new metroids are doing well dread did well last time last year or year two years ago and then now game of the year Basically, already crowned game of the year. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like I Elden Ring probably. last year. Yeah. Just came out around the same time right. in the spring, and people are like, all right, well, this already, it's already wrapped wrapped. up game of the year. Well, Jacob, it's like when Breath of the Wild came out. The same <laughs> yeah. thing happened. Yeah, that's a wrap. Maybe um, Armored I, Core can challenge it. It's it going to be too obtuse, though. I will yeah. love it, but I don't think the general audience, I, I, I don't think there's a shot in hell that something's going to beat breath of the wild at least from what i've seen in, in the response and good yeah. for them good job nintendo but there's a level of user friendliness that you have to adhere to and it's incredible that elden ring had that i don't think armor core will i don't think it will either mike no <laughs> yeah well, that's what's like, great elden ring was stuff. very accessible where you could play it it didn't have an easy mode but basically the easy mode was the kind of weapons or kind of build yes. that you chose right a community yeah. if you're if you're playing in such a way yeah go ahead i rattle off just like 10 core memories i have with Zelda yeah. games yeah, go um ahead, 
The first one I ever played with Ocarina of Time with my neighbor, we used to flip to the back of the instruction manual where there were blank pages in most instruction manuals. I'm not positive if young listeners remember this, but it would be called a notes section. And they would have the the musical bars set up and you would write out the songs. And that's how mm. we memorized C up, C down, left, right, you know, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, Zelda Solibi, all that. The greatest. Um, mm. Wind Waker was maybe the only time I've ever had a seizure in my life. There's an entire level based around reflection off a mirrored shield Mm -hmm. and the Uh, light strobing happens so much that give you a warning. I, well, I'm sure they do now, but maybe not in the early 2000s. (laughs) No, Um, right. That's interesting. I didn't come out. My dad came. Yes. (laughs) That Pokemon episode. Right. Um, my dad came in from mowing the lawn and was like, what are you doing? And I was like acting really weird in front of the TV and he made me turn it off and put it down. And he was like, later he was like, your eyes were like flickering and stuff. And I was like, Oh no. Jeez. Okay. Very not good. Colin, I was thinking, um, um, what you're saying about instruction booklet, even today, physical, when you buy a physical copy, pop open that sucker, tears of the kingdom. No instruction booklet. Very Doug, there's nothing. Inside. Nothing comes there's with yeah. instruction booklets anymore. SD card you have ever seen in your life. Right. Yeah, that's Still a recycling upsetting. issue, man. That, that yes. packaging. <laughs> but yes, if they. If but it used they to be fun could, to just like flip just through it while the while you're installing the game or whatever, yes, right? And just they, check it there's out. There's this meme going around now that's called like looking at the instruction manual of the game you just bought as your parents drive you home yeah. was the greatest feeling ever. And it's Definitely like yeah, core memories. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can smell it the kids these was. days. Look, yeah. They just don't understand. never understand that. Yep. Kids um, these days, but another core know, memory. Get, Post- getting killed in uh, super smash a billion times by link. That's what <sighs> my brother's main was, was either mm. of you guys main link at a certain point? No, no. but it's a, a terrible, boy. In 64, it's a terrible matchup for Jigglypuff and, you know, former host of the show, Joe, was it Link main? And man, I could destroy a lot of people with Jigglypuff, but Link, that matchup, boomerang and bombs, I could never get close to him. It was so frustrating. He would always destroy me. He's a range boy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Got all these tools at his disposal, much like Tears of the Kingdom. Much like Link. Uh, And the last one I'm going to say, in college, Jacob. So think about this. When I had a Wii... So there were that's like these things have been around for that, the Wii feels like maybe more recent but also a zillion years in my mind but so like 12 years ago at this point yeah. when I had my appendix out uh my brother was like oh that's terrible I'll get you something to recover and while I was like struggling to get up and walk around our neighborhood with my dad in this like recovery period where I could like barely walk two steps I would come home and use the motion controls with like my arms shaking basically mm-hmm. and play Skyward Sword. Skyward mm, Sword was Skyward just Sword. released. That's wow. one where I, that's like one of the only ones I have no experience with because, you know, I played some Wind Waker, I played some Tyler Princess, but then I think Skyward Sword was like 2011 or something. I was just getting yes. too old at that point. Didn't yes. have a Wii. I was too um, old for it, Jacob. I yeah. felt too old for it. And it's the gimmick of, that's the motion control one. It's the whole one where you're like, mm. you're slashing the sword. And it just goes to show you, it's like Zelda, it's it, one of them. The next one will be beholden to whatever dumbass thing is yep. going to happen to it. Yeah. It, it'll be weird to see. Even Breath of the yeah. Wild, a couple of the shrines have motion controls where you're like doing it. I'm just like, mm, I'm not feeling this too much. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. It's going to be a more powerful switch that you can also fold in half. 
And it has yeah. two cameras for AR mode. Yes. Yeah. And anyway. Link will shift from 3D to 2D or something in the game as you fold him, and you'll be like, oh, cool, man. Dang, well, I think yeah. whatever this next console will be, it's going to flop. And then the next yes. one after that is going to be a huge hit. Because yes. that's kind yes. of the pattern, right? Yes. The first one where like Link goes to like Mars or you know, like fights yeah. aliens in like a future suit or like goes mm-hmm. like full Castlevania. It's like a horror. It's like a full Elden Ring rip. Like I can see it. Yeah. I, I can see a weird future for Zelda and I'm here Final for Final Fantasy 16 si- getting dark. You know, who knows? Game of Thronesy, dude. What if we mm-hmm. got like the full on legend of, of Final Fantasy Zelda? Yeah. That, that'd be cool. Legend of, yeah. uh, um, anyway, I can't think of a legend, legend of, Ice of Adventure. Fire. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like that. But um, yeah, who knows where it's going to go. But man, way to go, Zelda. Way to go, Nintendo. Way to go, Link. I mean, even the CDI game, they've survived it. They weathered the storm and stood the test of time, you know? And sheesh, yeah. I got to get it. They did it. it. I, I want to play it. I've just been looking <laughs> at footage. I'm just like, man, that looks really fun. Social media hey, here's, is here's oversaturated. A, yep. Well, here's a secret for you guys and the listeners. We're going to hit end on this. I'm going to go play it. Hey, there yeah. we go. I'm going to go play Breath of the Wild. Yay. I'm going to edit this podcast and release it on time. But then maybe oh, okay. I'll thank wish you, I was playing Breath yeah, of the Wild. Um, and Tears of the Kingdom. My formative memory for Zelda before we get out. Uh, I bought the first N64. I was working at Taco Bell, you know, summer job. And so the memories would be getting off of my shift, getting like nachos and shit from Taco Bell, and then spending staying up all night in the summer just playing Ocarina of Time. Like, and then just waking up, going to my shift. Like, uh, that's all I did for like two weeks, one summer is Taco Bell and Ocarina time. And I'll, I'll cherish that. And that was the first one I ever beat. And then Wind Waker. Wow. Rocked my socks. Yeah. So I'm doing those are two of the best. I think if you want to hit the core game, it's just play, I guess, a link, a link to the past, Ocarina of time, Wind Waker, and then Breath of the Wild. Right. Yeah. I think that's kind of cover all the bases. Hey. Sorry, Mike just hit me with another core memory because it's almost <laughs> exactly what he just said. Yeah. I told you Ocarina Time with my neighbors. So mm-hmm. imagine this. I sit down to dinner at my house with, with my family. Yeah. Home telephone rings, a dial telephone, you know what I mean? Like a landline telephone. Yep, yep. My brother answers it. Brooks residence, Evan speaking. Huh? What? Oh, Colin. Colin. Mark's going to beat Ganon. He's at the final part. We ask our mom and dad if we can go watch. We were oh like, my gosh. Hey, it's okay if we like, run down the street. Like He's about to beat this video game, and it's like it's so important. Blah, blah, blah. What other time? Yeah. What other yeah. time could that have occurred? It's like it, he couldn't have streamed it. We weren't watching it on YouTube. I would have never seen the ending yeah. again in my life if I didn't We didn't have it. Discord like, back then, that. kids. No. Oh, oh man, that's, that's just so wild. God, you this, got to I'm go though, right? This episode, guys. I don't believe so. I believe, I believe no! he lost, and we had to rewatch him uh, beat him later. Okay, yeah. fair enough. But that's that's we the really spirit grew up of these in the games, olden right? Times, you know? We did. Yeah. Well, they're created out of that same thing. Like, oh man, in my childhood, I did all this cool shit, and kids these days they don't get it. So I want to encapsulate that. So play Zelda, guys. It might play remind Zelda. you of stuff that we used to do. Hell <laughs> yeah! Right. Yeah, um, all right. but that'll do it. Rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Use your little ocarina to let play us, us know a song. your favorite Zelda. Yeah, game. is it yeah. a Four Swords adventure? 
Probably is not. It, uh, a minute spirit cap. tracks. <laughs> one of the ones I've not played where I'm like, what on earth is that? A, a it's all about trains. About trains. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Link's Mitch's crossbow thing. training adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a classic Wii game. Uh-huh. Uh, if those are your favorites, let us know. And of course, watch us at uh, YouTube at Norman's like us, uh, where we got some video podcasts as well. And, uh, we have been your hosts. This is princess Colinda. Uh, Mike and Dorf, I've had a change of heart. I want to treat everyone nicely. <laughs> That's great. And this is uh, Jacob Link. Jacob Link. All right. I couldn't well, name a fourth character. Sorry. From that's fine. Days. That's fine. It's it's more than we can name for the Avatar movies. Shout out to Spider. Um, and right, guys, right. uh, all the all the info relevant stuff links will be in the description. Uh, thanks, hey. listeners. Catch you next time. Hey, what? This is Ocarina. Hey, Ocarina. All right. (laughs) My name is Gandalf the Grey. And I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools. Colin, how many uh, dick robots have you made so far? Like a million? I'm actually not good at the building stuff. Uh, We'll talk about it. I play zero build. Here's the kingdom. You know? <laughs> yeah. No build. That's just Breath of the no Wild. Dog. Yeah, it's just your build. All right, whenever you're ready.